0: <sighs> Alright, this is take two. <clears throat> I started recording for this podcast, and I don't know. I felt like I was was a little all over the place. Um, I woke up at like seven ten today, which is crazy early. Just naturally woke up. I don't even have anything to do except you know, chill and try to start this podcast. But uh, I woke up, and then for some reason, like like definitely yesterday, I said like, "Yo, if you're not making the podcast today, and I start the podcast today, you got to do it tomorrow." And you know. Sometimes we say things we don't follow through, but I definitely wanted to follow through. So once I got up, um I just started acting like I was, you know, recording my podcast. I was I was talking out loud. And honestly, I feel like that <clears throat> pretend take was was dope. I wish I had like a like a microphone that I could have just spoken into or a drone that could have recorded my audio because I, I liked what what happened. So I'm hoping I could capture the same type of quality I did when I pretended. Um fun fact, like I'm a creative and I want to create a bunch of different things and this is one of the mediums that I definitely want to start being consistent with. And I feel like with all my mediums I have scripted I've scripted them out to make them like really professional and really like you know, planned out and calculated. But the problem is, is like while it's really dope and really well done in a way, I feel like it doesn't um capture my true personality, it doesn't capture me. It just feels too stiff. So Right now, I'm um, I'm not winging it. I have talking <clears throat> sorry, I have talking points written down to keep me on track. You know, sometimes when we're talking about things, we could forget where we were going because we'd be on a tangent or so just talking about things. But um, I definitely um, I'm just trying to capture the the real me. So I'm Noah, and I am the host and creator of this podcast, this Life Shit Crazy. Um, I thought of this name because life is crazy like it's fucking crazy (laughs) it's also bullshit and let me tell you why um you know we've been in this pandemic for like two years maybe longer since it was around in other places beforehand before it got to america whatever but um throughout all this time i've got i've i finished college i've worked at multiple tj maxx i worked at a marshall's and i didn't catch covid once and, of course, in my new teaching job, I catch COVID. It makes sense, I guess, because I'm, I'm interacting with children more. They're they're really huggy and, and lovable and et cetera. But still, this is some bullshit. I didn't want COVID at all. I wanted to be one of those people that didn't catch it at all and tell, like, my kids how I how completely, like, just ducked it. Like, completely. But, nah, I'm here. But I'm super thankful that my symptoms are mild, and I hope they stay this way. Because, um... Yeah, I hear, like, sometimes it takes the turns for the worst. And some people, they experience long COVID, which is, like, symptoms of COVID for weeks, months, maybe even years down the line. I definitely don't fucking want that. But, yeah, this life shit crazy. And another reason why it's crazy is because, like, us young people, <laughs> we, like, when we, well, what age do we reach? Like, four, five? You Maybe go to preschool and then kindergarten and then et cetera. I went straight into kindergarten. And our lives are mostly comprised of just school, (laughs) school until, you know, you graduate high school, maybe go to college, maybe you go to trade school, maybe you you just do something. But the majority of it is um, just school. And they don't teach you all this life shit, you kind of just figure it out. And you're just kind of expected to achieve your dreams. Like they always ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you what are your your dreams What are your aspirations? Um, But you never really know how to achieve such things. You just kind of do a lot of people just do like a lot of people are are are, are big figures celebrities whatever even just established in their own fields and it's just crazy to me to think that they just did (laughs) i don't really know what that what that is besides you know doing this like um but i guess let me let me jump into things i'm 22 years old i graduated in this past may Uh, I double majored in TV video production and digital media production. I want to direct and produce my own shows and movies, and right now, I don't feel like I am anywhere near close to that, because I'm a second grade science teacher. I teach four second grade um, science classes, uh, one kindergarten science class, and I'm I'm a guided reading specialist. I've given myself that title because this job decides to spread all their employees thin. Instead of getting a dedicated guide to reading team, they just decided, you know, we could teach these kids to read and bring them up to, to grade level, even though they're below grade level. So I'm a guy to read a specialist as well. It's on my resume. Um, right now in life, I, I feel pretty lost. Like I got these big goals, and I don't. Life life isn't isn't linear. It's it's pretty sporadic, to be honest. You could take a bunch of different routes, a bunch of different dips, a bunch of different paths. You 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 don't know where it's it's really gonna go. You could take calculated risks. You just take risks in, in general, or just leaps. And I don't know. We're just supposed to figure stuff out. But right now, I'm lost. I even feel. I can say I feel a little stuck because, um, I. I'm pretty burnt out of my current job. Uh, it, I'm burnt out. And I'm applying to places and nothing is really, nothing's really hitting. It's pretty discouraging, but I'm trying to stay on the positive end because, you know, being negative or being low about things, it doesn't really get you anywhere. Um, it, it really just perpetuates um, negativity and nothing well. Uh, <clears throat> I made this platform because I, I want it to be a safe place. I, I want it. I want it to be a place where people that, that also feel lost can, they can, they can listen in and maybe feel some, some type of peace. It's like, all right, like, I don't know what's going on, but at least this guy knows that. I, I don't know what's going on, but at least this guy also doesn't know what he's, what's going on in life and what he's, what he's going to do or what he's trying to do. Um, the only thing that's clear to me is uh, making and building my own platform. Like I'm a, I'm a creative. I've, I've always been creative since elementary school, feeling um, notebooks with, with stories. And then that creativity just eventually grew. And, um, you know, I wasn't always sure that I wanted to direct and produce shows and movies. Initially, in fact, I, I wanted to be a nurse. I was, and I was carrying that for a long time, like all throughout, <clears throat> yep, all throughout middle school, all throughout high school, people would ask, what do you want to be? And I, I would say, I want to be a nurse. And honestly, um, I think that dream was in part of like just wanted to make my dad proud and also achieving the dream that he couldn't achieve. And you know, I just I learned that it that, that wasn't for me. Um yeah, I, 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 I carry that with me. People would always ask and I would tell them I want to be a nurse and people would be proud of that and whatever. And as I got to high school, I guess like that's when like that type of hold on, I gotta check my levels. All right, there we go. I just had to make sure my my volume was good. Um, Yeah, as I got to high school, that really outlined, like, wait, maybe this isn't the thing I want to do. So let me me give you a play-by-play. You know, senior in high school, super-duper stressful because you're applying for colleges. And I was mostly looking for nursing programs. Um, At the end of the day, I, I didn't have many options. It only came down to two schools. Uh, funny enough, my college advisor at the time he swore by certain colleges, saying, "I'm not even. I'm not, should I name them? Sure." He was. He swore I was gonna get into like Lafayette or Nazareth or whatever, whatever. I did not. Funny enough, for Nazareth, um, I, I had an interview that went really well. I was actually super anxious. Good thing I'm just I have a stoic face, so I wasn't able to show it. But my legs under the table they were they were shaking a lot. And I remember the interviewer saying, like, you know, you look very, very calm, very collected. And little did he know, I was pretty anxious. Um, and at that time, I wanted to be in that nursing program. Like, that's what I was interviewing for, to get into it. And uh, he was saying that my GPA wasn't high enough for it. Like, he said I needed a 90. And I was pretty positive that I that I hit that mark, like, the, the last mark appear. Like, I had the 90. But... He was saying on my records that he didn't, and then he said if, um, he was going to double check. And if, if if I didn't have the grade, would I be interested in still being part of the college? And I'm, I think at the time, I was pretty adamant on, on being on nursing. You know, I didn't want to give up on this thing. I didn't want to just be accepted into a school and not do what I wanted to do. Um, essentially, they never got back to me. Or I think I got a decline, which was crazy. Because the guy, I remember these words exactly. He's like, I'm ready to accept you. Um, I just got to check, you know, I got to check your grades which I find crazy, could have at least accepted me, bro, but whatever, <clears throat> also went I Lafayette. I think I also applied, didn't get accepted, I even visited with a friend to be like a representative, representative of like my school, still didn't um, get that acceptance, and a quick little story um, that still grosses me out to this day, uh, the, the tour guide was um, bringing us, you know, showing us everything, my fault, let me interject into the story. I just remember also going to a different college. Maybe it was, like, Magnus, whatever. The tour guide, she busted her ass, bro. Like, she was walking up the stairs and tripped. I felt so bad. You know how embarrassing that must feel to absolutely bust your ass in front of some high schoolers? Like, high schoolers have no, they have no mercy. Like, of course, nobody was roasting her. People were being kind of weird, like, helping her up. Because, you know, they swear they're going to they're gonna get something, I guess. But... <clears throat> Sorry, it's just like, I, I just remember that. And it's like, damn, that would have made me super fucking embarrassed at that time. But let's go back to Lafayette. Um, this person is touring us through everything, showing us the school, and whatever, whatever. And, and then you, we come to the library where they had like those uh study boxes or study carols. And she was saying how she, will, she and her friends were um studying for exams. And they were there for like, I don't know, an entire weekend or whatever. Just studying, like pulling all-nighters and whatever. I'm sorry, I'm getting low-key grossed out. Thinking about it. Um, but her and her friends were in that study carol for like, you know, mad long overnight. And she said that like the, the study carol smelled like Cheetos afterwards. I'm sorry. You did not need to reveal that to us. That is absolutely dirt. Y'all could have. Sorry. Sorry for stopping. This is genuinely gross me out. Y'all could have went back to your dorms, taken a shower, and went back to the study carol. If y'all really needed to reserve the study carol, just have one person stay. Everyone shower, come back. Then the person that stayed, go shower and then spray it out. But yeah, I didn't get into Lafayette. My two options came down to SUNY Plattsburgh and Lehman College. Um, <clears throat> Lehman College uh, they didn't have the major that I finished school. Did I say it? TV video production and digital media production. That's what I double majored in. I hope I said that. If I repeated it, my apologies. But they had something in digital media that it wasn't anywhere near close, and they wanted me to take a, a ton of remedial courses. So that wasn't an option. Second option was SUNY Plattsburgh. And um, I, I honestly did want that experience of going away. I wanted to, you know, be out. I was tired of being home, tired of being in the city. I just wanted to be somewhere else, somewhere different. So I, I liked the college, and little did I know that I had the exact major and or majors that i that i wanted but initially i went into suny Plattsburgh thinking i was going to go into nursing um so i i signed up for the nursing program and the thing is they have very um very strict requirements you know they, like your gpa but specifically sat scores and the thing is um i wasn't maybe still not am maybe i'm better now but you know i'm not taking i'm not taking a test i graduated but back then i wasn't a good test taker so the SATs, were, they were bad for me. I took them multiple times. I, I I really didn't improve that much. Maybe got a little extra points every time I would take it. I took a practice one, and I did really, really well. But, of course, the real one is different. I even had SAT prep. Um, that really was not um, that – it wasn't that helpful. I think I was too distracted with, like <laughs> – this is stupid. I was too distracted with, like, getting, a, getting this girl's number. I eventually got her number, but I had no riz. I had no – I had no drip. I had no confidence. So, like, I was not scooping this girl. And, of course, I was still focusing on my studies, still doing the thing. But overall, this SAT prep was not helping. It did not help to go to this prep mad late. Like, it was after school, and then it would run, like, mad late. Like, bro, it's not efficient. Like, people are already tired, exhausted, not really thinking, probably already want to go home. It wasn't an efficient um, source of prep for me. The practice exams... Were But those are pretty exhausting to do, you know, they're very, very long, got multiple sections and stuff. And doing them at home with a loud little sister was not ideal. <clears throat> but I didn't have the SAT scores for the nursing program, so I didn't get in. It just, just wasn't, was not possible. So I thought, all right, I'm not going to give up on this dream. I'm not going to give up on my profession. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Bio 101 um, because that's, that was one of the courses. And then maybe eventually I'll pivot into the nursing program. Um, or pivot into into a different health sector, and then eventually go into nursing, or even bigger, nurse practitioner or, or physician's assistant. And this is the thing: before going into school, like yes, I was set on nursing, and I decided to go towards that because you can pivot from nursing to nurse practitioner or physician's, assi- a physicians' assistant. But um, before going to college, uh, like I think uh, junior year, like the summer, like when I was about to be a become a senior, I think. I'm not sure, I don't fully remember anymore. But there was a program at Metropolitan Hospital. I won't name it in just in case companies, you know, don't want the names, and maybe it doesn't exist anymore. Hopefully it does, because it was a great program. Um <laughs> there's some some lore around that, that 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 really taught me some things. Um, but maybe I'll I'll delve into them later on. But there was this magnificent magnificent program that shows you all the fields and inner workings of the hospital, from you know, surgery to um, internal medicine, to even like public um, relations, uh, and it was it was an amazing program. I it was exhilarating noticing like noticing experiencing all of the fields, and specifically I really liked in internal medicine. It was exhilarating being with doctors, and like even though they weren't like it wasn't like you know like, Grey's Anatomy or, or Scrubs, like he's coding, we gotta help him. Like it was nothing like that, but it was still just very just exciting seeing them. Like do this thing, so in this program, uh, I eventually got confused. Like I was, I was sure I was gonna be a nurse, but then I would question if I wanted to be a doctor, and then I would enter different, different, different fields. And people, people always had something to say. They're like, "Why not be a nurse practitioner or a physician's assistant?" Like I, I heard physici- physician's assistant so many times. So like, like this, this woman was in uh, the the OBGYN. um I think she was a secretary for it, and I, I guess she wanted to be a physician's assistant because she was so adamant on I'm on, on making sure that I knew that I should probably go for it but she was like why don't why don't you be that like they make more money and all you got to do like you're working alongside alongside the doctor like you do your thing and then you just get the doctor to approve like you know you're your own boss and even teachers would say like you sure you want to be a nurse like like I'm not trying to like deter you from anything you want to be but like you're not you're not have to be answering other people do you want to do that um funny enough I guess they were kind of right I do like be my own my own boss I am a leader and honestly, I hate um, bad leadership, and it feels like I just experienced bad leadership after bad leadership. but people in the program would tell me about becoming a physician's assistant and even my college advisor, which honestly, at the time I didn't appreciate it, but thinking about it now, that is a pretty good question. You would ask like, no, are you are you ready to like to take care of people like that?" And um, you know, nah, I wasn't still not. Like, the people that work in those sectors where you take care of people with disabilities or elderly, um, I salute you. And you guys should be, like, paid severely more. Because there ain't no way I would be able to clean somebody off that's covered in shit. Or that has been sitting in piss. Like, you you guys are the fucking heroes. Like, if if there is a heaven, <clears throat> you deserve that front seat. But, yeah. Uh, Sunni Plasford. Didn't get into the nursing program. I took bio 101. And even that didn't work out. Uh, the professor, uh, he wasn't bad per se. It's just he taught more advanced classes. And he was operating this one-on-one class like an advanced class. Excuse me. gotta Wait. Thought I had to burp. But uh, he was operating, like I said, he's operating this class like a level 300, 400 class. And I'm a freshman. Fresh into college. I'm trying to get acclimated to this new workload and new expectations or whatever. And some shit that he would do for these exams would be like, Alright, the exam is on the exam is on chapters this to this. Now the thing is we had a we had a giant biology biology? Yeah. A giant biology textbook. So saying chapters this to this, that's very vague. You're having me read and study like multiple like dozens, maybe hundreds of pages, and I don't even know what's really important. That really wasn't helpful. I don't know why he operated things that way and in class it was pages upon Ages of thorough notes and thorough drawings like I needed specific study methods to get through that class and I I didn't have them and honestly I wasn't the only one struggling because many many people withdrew and eventually I had to and don't get me wrong I tried I really did I would study and study and you know sometimes I couldn't hang out with friends like yo no you want to share whatever whatever and it's like nah bro I gotta study for this I gotta study for this bio exam Yo, you want to get food? Like, nah, I got I got food earlier cuz I got to study for this bio exam. Yo, you want to do this? Nah, I got to go to the library. I got to study for this damn bio exam. No matter how how hard I studied, it didn't work out. Eventually, I went to tutoring. That still wasn't enough. It just the way that this guy ran the class, it didn't agree with me. And honestly, it was kind of fucked up how we ran it cuz other bio 1 professors, bio 101 professors, they didn't run it that way. They would give people like full like study sheets. Like you know, like these these are the topics that that are going to be on the exam. Like that is explicit. I can study that stuff, and and then I, I could do well. But if you're just giving me chapters, then I don't know what I'm studying. I could just be wasting time on subjects that don't matter. So I had a, I eventually got an E, and I was getting an E in that class because I just failed the exam after exam after exam. I wasn't doing well, and then it was reaching that window when you can withdraw instead of just failing a class. So I did that. I, I had to withdraw. And honestly, like I remember looking back in the class, the like it was a huge lecture hall. Not like gigantic. Thankfully Plasper just not have gigantic lecture halls that would not work for me. It was still pretty big. A lot of heads in that in that room. And then eventually it, it, it decreased because it just was not working out. And this reminds me, I had this this friend. Um I hope he's doing he he gotta be doing well right now. I don't even understand how he operates like this. This dude like, this specific professor, he was funny. Like, honestly, kind of funny. He would say, like, listen. Like, if you're studying for my exams, don't smoke weed. Because all the information that you're going to gather, it's it's going to disappear from your brain. Like, he explained it. Like, how, like, if you study when you're high, you're not really retaining things. But this dude... I studied with him one time, and it was actually a proof of study session. Session. I was remembering things. There was a girl there. She wasn't really remembering shit. Like, she was his friend. And she was, like, she was looking puzzled because she's like, damn, I don't know this shit, but this guy does. And I'm like, I'm remembering shit, but it still wasn't enough. But this guy, I won't name him just in case people don't want their name said. But we'll call him T. T would T, ooh, that's something, my level's peak. Sorry if that was too loud. T would, would smoke, like, all throughout studying. Like, this dude had a cart. And would be puffing on it all throughout. Like, just zooted or high. I don't know what type of tolerance level. Like, he had a huge tolerance level. Sometimes he'd be, like, stupid high. I don't know. Maybe he's at a tolerable level to, to still um, study, I guess. But well, nonetheless, he was that guy that would just be puffing through. And he would do great. Like he was super fucking smart. I think he wanted to be like some like biochemical engineer or some shit. And I think he the last time I looked, he he entered like another school for a different program, maybe a graduate program. So shit, fucking genius. I would not be able to pull that shit off. But eventually, I had to I had to withdraw. T stayed in the class and he succeeded, I assume, and, and continued on. But I had to go. And and funny enough, oh my god, I remember having the the E. Um, And that shit was, like, bad grades, like a D, even a B, even a C in college. Like, even if you get having A's and B's, if you get a C or even one D, that shit brings down your your GPA so much. And I hate how it's cumulative in college because that one mistake you made freshman year, that shit's going to be, that's going to perpetuate all throughout college. You got to do fantastic just to recover from it. But I had an E in biology. Was not doing well. And at the time, since I was a freshman, in college, uh, just in case I'm 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 a responsible adult. I've always been responsible and and pretty self reliant. Like I can I could I could do things on my fucking own. But just in case, my mom had access to my email. She had access to my email just in case you know I missed anything or whatever whatever. And she saw that uh that uh that email that you would get when you're like uh, well, uh academic probation. Yeah, that that email warning you about academic probation because you know you had to maintain at least a 2.0. And I was below that at that time because of yeah midterms yeah midterms so at that time i was i was below it my mom texted me in all caps noah what is this and i'm like bro i got it i got it like i i don't even know why she would say what is this like bro you don't think i'm checking my email you don't think i know what's going on you don't think i'm not the one that's struggling but nonetheless i'm like i got it i'm gonna withdraw because it's just not working out for me and i was a little scared about withdrawing at the time because i thought the guy would say like no (laughs) like some crazy shit like nah you're, you're gonna just fucking fail um, but no, it was cool. I withdrew, and then I was doing well in my other classes. maybe it was a little low in this um in this uh other class. It was like uh something about like Chinese history. We were talking about concubines and and uh Fujitsubo and other shit. This guy was mad passionate this pro- that professor was very passionate about it. I personally think um I think he wanted to be like a like a like a Chinese emperor and wanted to have a fuck ton of concubines, but never said it directly Because um he was just very passionate a little weird about it. But overall, once I got rid of bio, I was doing pretty good. Um, but the, I, I was still an undeclared uh freshman. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I didn't like being lost. I remember having multiple conversations with other freshmen, and it seemed like everybody knew what they wanted to do, and I, I, I didn't. It was kind of frustrating, and it definitely put me down. Cause it's like, bro, I'm in college, and of course I got mad time, but you, you really don't have a lot of time. Like, you got to really decide your major um, kind of, before sophomore year because you got to get into your your um I mean, of course you have your gen eds which you you got to get into your major courses so i felt lost and i at the time i was running a meme page but i was kind of um becoming a little done with memes yeah you, you have to be in a very specific mindset to make memes and i was making original content so i would think things up on my own and of course i would draw inspiration and of course i would study trends to make like um content relating to that stuff to like pop off or whatever but I was I was pretty tapped out. I was thinking of I was imagining myself creating other things. Um I just saw myself in front of a camera. I'm not sure what type of content I was thinking of back then, but I just know that it was it was different. Um <clears throat> so around the time of not knowing what I was doing. I did have memes popping off on my page, like my phone buzzing, just blowing the fuck up, likes, comments, et cetera, Thousands of, of views, hundreds of views on, on the videos, and it felt great. I was like, Holy shit, like, you know, I'm actually getting somewhere But it sucked because I was just kinda done. And at the time, like my mom was kind of right. I should have leveraged that, um, platform to delve into different things, but I just felt like I couldn't. I just felt like, since, like, you know, people are here for memes, they're not going to like any new content. But, um, one day, I'm editing a meme. That meme also popped the fuck off. I was, I was proud of that. But, um, I'm making my meme. I'm editing my, I I, I taught myself video production. Of course, I, I looked on YouTube videos and whatever, but I started on apps, and I just taught myself i never i never thought i would get into video editing like i thought i was always into writing and yeah like it was writing was my thing i never knew it'd be video editing but here i was on sony vegas pro 15 still my my that's that's my guy that's my editing software i dabbled with adobe premiere but i don't have it on my computer but i'm editing my meme on sony vegas and my mom shows me a major and it was tv video production I was looking at it, and I'm looking at the courses, and I'm looking at, at what you can be, and I'm like, hold up, like this this seems pretty pretty dope. It seems like like me. And I, I dabble around a little more, and I find digital media production, and I couldn't decide between the two, so um, I looked around, and it says I could do both, so I decided to double major and um And immediately, I went to my wonderful advisor at the time. She's trying to help me navigate through things. I said, I'm gonna do this, and then you know, there's a little process of asking permission to be a part of the major. It's kind of weird, uh, but I emailed who I had to email, and then I reached out to my advisor, and then, boom! Next semester, I was, I was a TV video production and digital product digital media production double major. And, yeah, I started my, I started my classes that that next semester, and within the first course that I took, I knew it was a perfect fit. Uh, I still had to definitely take gen eds because like freshman sophomore year, you're gonna have to just worry about. Um, mostly gen eds, but I was able to throw in a little major classes. I was hype about that. And I had basic video production. Um, I remember the professor's name. I won't say his name, just in case people don't want names, but um, he was a cool guy. Definitely had a lot of knowledge. And whack enough, dude left right after that semester. It's like, bro, you were that guy teaching so much shit, and you left, but it happens. He He got a better position. But I knew this major was a perfect fit in um, one of our projects. Like, I think the first one, I was grouped up with, like, people I knew. But then, like, they he randomized uh, people later on. So I was with um, two people I didn't really know. And I think they were they were um, upperclassmen. And the thing is, um, I never directed before this. Uh, only videos I made were, were memes. I hadn't, I hadn't really made anything yet, like, actually in, in person. But the thing is, uh, like... I don't even know how to describe it. I was just, I just felt in, uh, completely in my element. Like we had to make a, a PSA or a type of advertisement, and we decided upon like you know, uh, being conscious about your cleanliness in like dormitories because you know it's a, some of the dorms there, the bathrooms are public to so, like everybody on the floor. That's a lot of fucking heads. So come on, don't be a don't be a nasty asshole. So it was a video on that. <clears throat> I wrote the script myself. I never not even wrote scripts before, but I but I I did I did the best I could, and it was it was coherent. We were able to follow it, and um nobody objected. Probably because you know people are like you know if this dude wants to do the work, he could do it. But I did it. They fucked with it, and then despite me being the underclassman, I was able to d- direct the whole the whole thing. They were just with my vision and follow me all the way through. And I know one of the guys, like my writing could be very uh, professional sometimes, maybe. Like I said, maybe a little stiff, and it was a very professional type of PSA. and it it was not matching the guy's personality, but he still delivered all the lines well, and we like we we filmed it and it was it was great. like I remember this specific scene where we were talking about like, like you know you, you gotta be conscious about when you're brushing your teeth and when you when your where toothpaste lands because you can't just leave that shit to dry. so how when like one of the guys like brushing his teeth, we had it drop and it was like a specific shot, like, when he had it, like, directly on the faucet, and we just see, like, the the plop of the, the toothpaste, and it was fucking, it was nasty, but I mean, it was, like, it was a nice scene, but I, I, despite never doing this thing, I felt, like I said, in my element, it was, it was exhilarating doing this thing, so eventually, I knew, I was like, yeah, I, I think I wanna, I, it was actually, I remember, initially, I was like, I wanna do it all, I wanna direct, I wanna produce, I wanna shoot, I wanna do this, but then I was like, and then what really solidified it was like i guess at that time i didn't, i wasn't fully i didn't fully know that i was a leader until i had my summer job at this uh like a it's like a maintenance um uh, more like a cleaning crew type of type of job and i didn't notice but like i wasn't i wouldn't even try but like the people that i would work with that were around my age they would they would follow me like I like of course it was a family friend, but I didn't have any type of like look up on people. I was still a worker. I was still doing the same type of work, still in the trenches, still doing all the bullshit. And um I would notice like yeah, people would would follow my lead when we're cleaning things. Like um, um they would look for direction or like what are we gonna do first and this and that and I didn't understand why. And my, my 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 boss at the time he pulled me aside. He was like, Yo, like you're a leader and like you need to start acting like it. Like you need to start leading them. Um when we're, when we're doing these jobs, and I, at the time, I was pretty confused, but I, I, I embraced it, some other workers were, well, just one kid, this kid was younger than all of us, and tried to be a leader, I hate people that try to be leaders, like, bro, you're not, you're not it, and he was a horrible fucking coworker, like, lazy as shit, or whatever, but, um, yeah, I remember that, and then I would, I definitely tried to lead people more, like say, like, yo, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna like, y'all do this, I'll do this, um, we'll start on this. And uh, there was even a time when uh, <laughs> he, he took me into his truck and he had this, this big, big ass stack of cash. I forget how much it was, maybe, maybe it was 10K or 20K um, in, just in, in, in cash. And uh, he had me hold it. He was saying, he just wanted me to, to know, like, like, what that money felt like because he, he wanted me to, to, to make that type of money to, to succeed. And um, honestly, at the time holding that money, I was just kind of shocked. I was like, "Bro, like this much money in my hand right now? Like that's crazy." I do want to make that type of bread, and it kind of sucks that I was underpaid at that job. It's like you show me this bread and you underpay me. What the fuck, dude? But yeah, from that experience, I learned I was a leader, and then I I, I continued to carry it on. And <clears throat> whenever there were group projects, I would I would step up. I really would. So I I didn't try to dominate things. I definitely still included people, but when I had a vision. I just got into a mode. I just like a, a switch went off, and then I was in it. And then people just followed my lead. And I was like, "Yeah, this is this is this is the shit." And I just I kept going through the major. And of course, I had to take a bunch of classes that didn't made, didn't matter as much, but they still showed. You know, they still provided valuable valuable skills. Like, um, uh, if my professor that ever taught this class listens to this podcast, um, I heard that he had he has a, a successful podcast. So. You know, I'm trying to be like you, I'm not, you know, trying to do big things like you. But if you're listening, don't take offense. But uh, he taught Media Society. I didn't fuck with it. It was more of a, a, a journalism type of class. Um, so I wasn't really that interested. I really wanted to do TV, video production, film production type of things. But to get to those deeper courses, I had to take that. And um, it's pretty boring, not gonna lie. And then there was another course that was like Media Society Part 2. Once again, no offense, dude. I just, I'm not into journalism. And I had to take those courses. You were a dope professor though. You were a really cool guy. Just the stuff was it's pretty wide. But I am thankful for your teaching and criticism of news media. I feel like that was genuinely some useful information. Like you people should be able to identify media bias. And for my um my teacher that, that taught a lot of the digital media classes, she told me like, you know, um don't immediately trust the top website um that you that you Google search because it's it's a paid position it's not the most reliable it's it's they paid for that spot for because they pay for keywords and they also um pay for spots on on websites to to link them to that site so I do appreciate despite them being um useless classes in a way <laughs> teaching me some valuable information um definitely towards the end of school though uh, I started using my time more um more wisely like gave me a class I feel like I'm wasting my time let me let me write some scripts let me let me write some skits and Things like that. But um yeah. Uh this major I, they really showed me like shit, SUNY Plattsburgh is my that's that's my school. Like I and I actually I've looked around before. Like my 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 some good friends, um, they lived in Florida. Sorry, just checking my levels. I'm hoping everything is a okay. Um some friends from Florida, they wanted me to move down there. And I was like, Well, I, I can't if, if no schools have my major. And we looked at a bunch of schools, and they, they didn't even have, like, digital media production. They didn't have anything close. So I couldn't go. And obviously, it was kind of intangible because out-of-state tuition is, is brazy. But so I just knew SUNY Plattsburgh was, was my, my school. And I just I can't even believe that. Like, there's, the only other school that has, like, you know, film production is NYU. And they're ridiculously expensive. There's no way I was going to be able to afford to go to that school. So I'm thankful to SUNY Plattsburgh for having my major. I wish they just implemented a little more film production. Um, like personally, if I was a professor, um, like what I would do is like, yo, throughout this throughout the semester, what you gotta do is maintain a social media platform. So you choose; it could be a YouTube channel, it could be you know Instagram. Um, what the fuck else we got? You could bullshit Facebook. Yes, um, a website. Like you have to maintain this throughout the semester and build a, an audience. <clears throat> and build an actual platform. Um, it's up to you if you want to continue it after after this class, but I highly suggest you do because this is you, this is yours. I would have them create their, the content that they want to create. Um, but alas, not a lot of people think the same. But yeah, I stayed in SUNY Plattsburgh all the way through, and I graduated in, in May. And um, like I just circling back. Didn't find internships, but I did find this teaching job that was looking for anybody of any experience level and any major. And they they painted a very pretty picture, you know? They um like it it seemed like a very um sunshine and rainbows positive environment. Uh, but it turns out that it's just a lot of toxic positivity. And they pay pitiful wages. I'm gonna tell you right now, I make 50k a year, but probably below that because taxes. Which is the lower median end for a graduate. And honestly, just kind of crazy to give, considering the amount of work I do. Uh, but yeah, they painted a pretty picture. And then, uh, uh, like, I'm going to come up on six months. And that's pretty much when you know, like, when a job is, is or is not for you. And I knew before six months that, no, nah, this place is is it's not for me. Uh, let me. Let me walk you through my day. So I wake up at 5.05 a.m. Very specific, but I don't know. Just, I like doing those increments. I don't get up at 5.05. It's just I, I can't I can't wake up so early. Like, of course, I told you I woke up at 7.10, but that was natural. Like, I naturally woke up that way. It's because of this job. That's why I could wake up early. But five oh five, first first alarm, way too early. So I got 5.35, 5.45. I try to get up, you know, around five fifty, five fifty something. Sometimes it's 6, 6.15 because it's just hard to wake up. It's hard to wake up early. And I'm also not motivated for this job. So it's super hard to... Wanna get out of bed. But uh, my body is um conditioned to empty its bowels early in the morning, so I really do gotta get up. <laughs> I gotta get up and get myself that time 'cause um if you don't if you don't take a shit when you need a shit, bro, uh that shit makes you feel awful. Like it's a different kind of different kind of like, My God, my body, there's something wrong. You you need to do it. So you know, get up, maybe like let's call it six oh five, when I finally get up. Um, use the bathroom. <laughs> Wash my hands. Um, brush my teeth, hop in the shower, then I go iron my clothes, I, I used to be able to eat breakfast in the morning, I'm just simply not waking up early enough, thankfully enough, there's bagels, sometimes, most of the time, bagels, I wonder if that sounded weird, at my job, so, I just, you know, I put some, slap some cream cheese on a cinnamon raisin bagel, and everything bagel, and I eat that bitch, and I'm okay until my, my break, so, Boom, 6.05, do my thing, shower. And I, I usually try to leave at 7. I call an Uber. Um, I would walk to work. Of course, I would save money, but, like, there's so much in the day, I, I need to conserve my energy. I definitely wish I could save that money and and walk, but, I mean, now, because of Daylight Savings, it's light out. But before, I would have been walking in the dark, and I just can't waste my energy, because let's go into further on my day. <clears throat> So I get there before seven twenty-five because that's when I gotta be in my duty post. Because uh, these kids are, I guess, are unable to completely walk up the stairs without wandering off somewhere. Um, so there, I'm at seven twenty-five. I'm saying good morning to all these kids, my kids, kindergartners. So if I see them, uh, <laughs> I have a I have a cute relationship with a first grader. Her name is Chloe. Um, she just she's always always excited to see me, and she makes me want to have a daughter. Like uh, initially, I was scared to have a daughter. Like I'm I'm scared to have kids in this world right now. Because it just doesn't seem like a safe place. But Chloe, 100% makes me want to have a daughter. And funny enough, my mom points out that Chloe kind of looks like how my and my girlfriend's kid would probably look like. And I'm like, holy shit. You know, she kind of does look like me and my girlfriend Gabby. Like, holy fuck. So, it's hilarious. But kindergartners, second graders, Chloe, if I see her, I say good morning. um, And they go up to their class. Um, I can finally leave that duty post at seven forty-five. So I go back. If I didn't, if I didn't come early enough to put my lunch, I mean, yeah, my lunch in the fridge. Then I go put it in the fridge. We got my stuff. Say good morning to my coworkers. At eight a.m., I have guided reading. Told you, I'm a guided reading specialist. I get my third or fourth graders, and you know, we we read. Uh, I I measure their reading fluency, pacing, whatever. Um, we maybe discuss the book until eight thirty, and then they head back. Maybe eight thirty-five sometimes because I lose track of time because um, so, I, I enjoy guided reading, ger- genuinely, I, I do, I, I actually like it, if, if the book, if I genuinely enjoy the book, the kids are cool, problem is, it's just, it's it, it's not a good time slot, it, it really makes my day go, 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 when I'm not even ready for that yet, and also, I I like a lot of these kids in this school, I'm not going to name the school, because um, I don't want to seem like I'm slandering anybody, and don't want to get sued, or anything like that, but this school, um, a lot of the kids are below reading level, and I personally believe they should hire a dedicated guided reading team to focus specifically on getting their guided reading up instead of spreading all their teachers thin, but you know um bad leadership, so it's eight thirty they go. I got fifteen minutes until I gotta teach kindergarten it starts it starts at eight forty five um so yeah eight forty five I head over. Maybe the, the day prior, after school, I prepped all the materials, all right? Maybe I, pre- I was able to prep it quickly in the morning, or maybe I just have, like, some website or videos and shit planned, because I'm pretty exhausted of teaching kindergarten, but uh, I teach them from 845 to 930, and, um, you know, kindergartners, they're, they're babies, <laughs> like, straight up, they're fresh out the womb, and uh, I, I don't have the patience for it, like, uh, they're not really used to sharing yet, so when I have experiments, there's always kids, you know, crying about being on the verge of tears, or yelling about, like, people aren't sharing, or crying that people aren't sharing, and I absolutely do not like when they are wailing, like, crying, and I didn't understand what that meant, my coworkers are like, I do, I hate when kids are wailing, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean, and then I hear a kid wailing down the hallway, wailing is when, like, a kid is, like, like, mad loud, and you can hear them from, like, down the hallway, around the corner, it's stupid loud, stupid annoying, so yeah, I don't like it when kindergartners are doing that shit, because it's I can't even, I can't even say like, yo, y'all are growing up. It's like, no, they're babies right now. So they struggle with that. And I don't have the patience. And honestly, dealing with that at fucking like 845 in the morning is, is crazy. I I salute all of these kindergarten teachers. I don't know how you deal with them. Like that is exhausting. Yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted. and kind of tapped out of kindergarten. I I wish they had a dedicated kindergarten science teacher, but of course, no, they don't. My school operates very differently for some things, and this is one of them. Like, most schools have a dedicated kindergarten science teacher. We don't. Um, uh, I teach four, like I told you, four second grade science classes. Usually it's two. But no, I prepare materials for four. But let's let's continue on with my day, right? So I teach these kids, finally, um, out of the headache at 9.30. Then I got a nice little prep. Uh... I, I teach at 1110, so I prepare for second grade, or I, I overlook things for the next day, things like that. Um, finally, it's 1110, I have my materials. Um. <clears throat> second graders are dope. You know, the kids are great. Um, they're great when they behave. <laughs> I I hate the micromanaging of the job constantly, like, zero noise, like, we're doing this silently, like, stop talking, this and that. Like, I that, that is so exhausting, and sometimes I feel bad, because, like, the way they taught me is, like, you got to have that, like, I, kind of an iron fist. You know, like you really got to like be like, 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 stop talking, sit down, like, like really assertive. And sometimes I come home and I feel bad about that. I'm like, man, I sometimes feel like I'm mean. Then I hear other teachers. And I'm like, am I like that? They sound mean. Then I ask teachers and they're like, no, nah, you're not mean. You're just assertive. Trust me. Plus you're mad lovable with them. Like you give them that like you genuinely care about them or whatever. I'm like, all right, fine. So I teach my, my first class, 1110 to 1155. Um, Usually I see what, what doesn't work and I adapt Everything that, that doesn't work out from the next class to the next class to the next class. You know, try, I try to do better each time. And, um, sorry, I'm just peeping my levels. And, like, I'm looking at the how the, the little sound waves look. And I'm like, these look kind of low. Like, I had to lower my levels because I was peaking. But then I look at the bar and it's like, like, I'm doing pretty good. I'm going like, high green, almost yellow. I, I'm tr- trying to avoid red. If you don't know anything about audio, you don't want to be in the red. You are peaking and it sounds horrible. But, okay, my fault. Backtrack. I Let mean, let's get back on track. Teach those kids, then I got a little break. I used to be on lunch duty. Um, yeah, I was with a a specific teacher's class. And um honestly this job kinda normalizes uh starving. And I'm all, I don't like that. It normalizes like people just be surviving on like Cheez Its, crackers and whatever. I'm like, How are y'all doing this, bro? It's not okay. And it's because they, we don't have a dedicated like lunchtime. I just decided when I was on lunch duty, like I'm I'm, I'm gonna eat with them, and honestly, it's, um, it's, it's kind of annoying, like, kids are great, but I'm trying to eat, and then five different kids are asking me five different things, and, you know, kids don't really have that semblance of, like, like, they're rude by interrupting people yet, and not really waiting, so it's, it's, like, I'm trying to get bites of my food in, but I wouldn't always, so it it was kind of a little nerve-wracking, and I'll go to recess, and that was chill, because, you know, they're playing around or whatever, eventually, um, I just stopped doing lunch duty like i, I was showing up for lunch slash recess and i just stopped because i was like why am i gonna rush eating my food i need my fuel i need my energy to teach these kids so i'm gonna take my time like i'm not gonna rush and try to get there for recess or for lunch or whatever i'm I'm gonna enjoy my food and this came to be because um they were moving this specific teacher around like they had him in second grade which was great and then he moved into first grade first grade is horrible like honestly just straight up like, i don't know if that's offensive but um the grade is just like they they are they're, they're all over the place and i think it's because there's there's been so much change in like teachers and like the, their leadership and shit so they don't have anything um cons- they don't have a consistent um teacher so um they their behavior is not the best i had to just to deviate a little bit i had to watch a, a first grade class for my my coworkers because she teaches first grade science um i had to watch her class because um she wasn't there that day so i was covering Um, yeah, this school does not have substitutes, um, everybody does everything, it's a horrible model, they, they, I told you, they painted a nice, a nice picture, like, oh, teachers are very involved, no, it's just they don't allocate their funds to where they need to be, so, um, I was coming for this first grade class, and I was like, man, it can't be too bad, they're just gonna watch a movie, they're gonna, I'm gonna chill, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I gotta put in grades, I'm gonna do my thing, these kids were all over the fucking place, very fucking annoying, coming up, telling me about shit that doesn't, doesn't really matter, um, loud, all around the classroom, Eventually, I had to I had to get super assertive. I had to stop being nice. I was nice with them, say what's up and whatever. Then I had to be like like everybody had to sit down. I had to threaten them with like losing recess. I didn't like it, and I was like, wow. If I was a first grade teacher, uh, I'd probably quit. I would probably quit instantly because this nobody should nobody should 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 come to work and be like suffering like this. Nah. But uh, back to it. Um, a teacher. He was allocated to first grade. Um, But then they got more teachers. They hired more people. So now he's back on second grade. But it seems like he's on an awful first grade. Which I'm sorry, bro. I know. I, I know. Emmanuel, like you listening, bro. I, I'm sorry that they allocated you for to first grade. That was slime. Sorry, moving my wires. It's very slime of them for doing that to you. But now he's back with second grade, and he was with, he was paired with the with the teacher that I was watching for lunch duty. And the guy one time, like I would watch his class where he can get his food. Which was honestly a pretty annoying time. After recess is pretty annoying. Kids need like 50 different things. Bathroom, talking, this and that. And I'm like, oh my god, bro. <clears throat> Hold up. I'm just gonna raise my levels, my microphone, recording level just a little bit. Okay. So I would, what I would do is I would watch his class while he got his food or whatever. And yo, honestly, I don't like the normalization of starving. Like, why is dude eating Eggo waffles at 12? At 1, 1, 1 p.m. Like, no, bro. He needs some food. But I used to watch his class and one day he comes up to me, he's like, hey, um, so now that we have uh now that we have Mr. Whatever, um, he's he was essentially trying to say, like, I don't need you anymore. But he thought that was mean, so he's trying to like go around it and trying to find a word for it. But I knew exactly what he was saying. He's like, nah, I understand. It's all cool. Like I'm like I'm not offended or anything. So I, I gotta I got i, gotta, I gotta my own little lunch period back. I just don't go to lunch duty. Nobody said anything. And honestly, if they did, it's like, listen, I need my fuel. And quite frankly, this job can be very nerve-wracking. I'm going to take this time for myself so I can recharge and then teach my classes effectively. This is like, like, they don't need me. They really don't. Like, they got people on these duty posts. And, like, I don't know. I remember in elementary school being able to walk up the stairs and go to my floor. Like, I don't understand why what changed. I guess a lot changed, though. But, yeah. No longer in lunch duty, so... Right after that first class, I eat. And then 105, and that begins the back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Literally three back-to-back back classes. Um, that first class, not too bad. Got a lot of great kids. Just some that could get on my nerves. But otherwise, pretty great, great, great kids. Second class, this is the class that I would, uh, you know, watch for lunch duty. Um, they have too many outliers. Too many kids I get on my fucking nerves. Not gonna lie. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna be disrespectful. But um, big headache, big headache. Definitely um, get frustrated with that class. They have a lot of great kids. Some the, the kids are so gr- some of the kids are so great. I barely have to worry about them. Like of course I check their work and I move on, but it, I don't have to look over them. It's it's a bunch of other kids that I gotta watch over. Last class, um, you know, last class of the day. Too much energy because they, they're about to go home. Sometimes a little too much, um, but they're really really lovey dovey love hugging them, some kids are so cute, whatever, so yeah, so 105 to, I hope that um, horn wasn't in my audio, maybe it is though, 105 to to 145 for the first class, then uh, 150-ish to 235, and then 245 to 325, you know, that back-to-back-to-back of teaching classes, and then I dismiss um that 105 to to 145 class, and honestly, it's a little a little nerve wracking because my social battery is on E, and sometimes they be wanted to talk to me a lot, and I gotta bend down because they're tiny, and it's like, bro, 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 please talk to your homies while I wait for dismissal. Like I hope th- I I wish they would just open the gates, but of course I gotta wait for all the classes. But I just want them to open the gates, like take a kid, go home. I'm tired, and um yeah, sometimes it doesn't even end there, like nowadays i'm definitely um going home like i try to go home um like right after dismissal but it like i I gotta prep i gotta prep for for tomorrow there's not a lot of prep and there's not a a lot of prep time throughout the day to completely prep for tomorrow so sometimes you gotta stay later like the work-life balance for my job right now is it's not it's just disproportionate it's really disproportionate I'm essentially doing a five-to-five. Then I get home and I got some hours to myself. And then, you know, the day starts again. And uh, I just don't feel valued as an employee. I feel like I'm not making nearly enough as I should. And I I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. And I feel trapped. You know, with TJ Maxx, Like I I just felt like a a cog in the machine. I want to do meaningful work. And eventually I found this job. And it is meaningful. It is fulfilling. But it's not personally fulfilling. You know, like I I, want to do very specific things, have very specific things that matter to me. Like uh, I told you my big picture goal. Yo, I hate with a passion when people just hold on to their horn. Like, do you understand how obnoxious that is, bro? Like right now, the horn is still going as I'm speaking. Like, I understand you're trying to get somebody's attention, but like, stop. Like, you're really still going right now. No fucking way. Thank you. What was I saying? Yeah it's the job is fulfilling but not personally fulfilling and i'm 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 getting burnt out i have different things that that matter to me the different things that that mean a lot to me and yes i remember now i remember now my big picture goal is directing and producing my own shows and movies but eventually like when i'm older i i think i want to like i came to terms with this like this year i didn't know like your big picture could become even bigger of course if it does cuz you get older i guess but i don't know i just thought it was that was it directing and producing my own shit you know but then I'm like, I want to own my own production studio because I want to give opportunities to people like me, you know? People that are lost, that that are trying to look for opportunities but just can't really, can't fully find them or just nothing's biting yet. Like, I have made, I have two resumes. I have a production resume and a general resume. And I feel like they're super strong. But um, nothing's biting yet. And right right now, I don't even need, okay, like, shit. Like I would definitely love a production opportunity. Definitely. But right now what I wanna do is is find something with enough work life balance that, that I can create more. Like I wanna I wanna be able to to, to make all these ideas a reality. Like I have like, I see all these creators like just just rise and like just just make it. And you know, I wanna be able to build a pl- build I wanna build my platform. I wanna I wanna like I said, like for this I, I wanna be a safe space and I wanna show people my growth. Like I feel like we always have these like influencers that we look up to, right? But we like I feel like we don't really see their their full journey. We we don't really know what goes on. Like we see that their camera quality um increases, like their camera quality get, improves and their backgrounds change because they move to to a better house. But we don't we don't really know we don't know all that goes on. We just know like you know, I don't know for y- for example YouTube like the the ad revenue's hitting. They're getting millions of views. Um, they're getting ads and shit we don't really know like all the inner workings or or how to how to really to get to said said thing they just kind of say like yo start youtube do your thing it's like bro 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 i want some specifics i want i want some some some, some, men- some mentoring I want some some guides you know so i want to be that guide because like in college man when i was on like before graduating i was pretty scared because i was like bro I'm, I'm i'm delving into to real life like I've like it's just been school all throughout, you know? Like you're you're in elementary school, middle school, high school. And then college if you so choose, and it's just been education, 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 but no no living. And it's scary being an adult. Being a young adult. So you don't know what the fuck is going on. You don't you don't fully know how to get to your thing. The thing is like the, the only thing that's clear is like dedicating like time to this thing that that you value. So that's when I wanna start, you know? I wanna start like consistently making things and uh i like like i got mad skits and short films in mind but sometimes it's hard doing that especially after work like i like that's the problem with with this disproportionate work-life balance i'm not mo- like super motivated to create something even though i love creating uh, i'm just like ex- kind of exhausted i want to do things for me so i end up just like chilling but then ideas just keep stacking up but now you know um thank you Good thing about teacher jobs is um you got a break. You know, I'm on this Thanksgiving break. Too bad I have fucking COVID. Fuck that. Not gonna be able to see my girlfriend. I'm I'm pretty pissed about that, honestly. Like, there's no precautions in this job, and I feel like that's very negligent. Like, I know people got their views on COVID, whatever, whatever, but the fact of the matter is if you're sick, you can't do your job. So you should have precautions in place to make sure that people can continue doing their job and not compromise their health. And now out of all the jobs, this would compromise my health. So I have more resentment built built for this job, but let me, um, let me just go back, <clears throat> this life shit crazy, but I want to be able to help people get through it, because I, I'm, I, I'm alone, but like, you know, you're not fully alone, because there's people going through it, but sometimes you really do feel alone, because it's, it's your life, you know, it's your, you're the one waking up and doing your thing, but um, welcome to this life shit crazy, um, I hope you come back, I want to touch on a bunch of life topics, you know, like not just navigating life. Oh, of course, it, it has to do with navigating life. But for example, um, like I wasn't the most confident person. Like I was a very shy guy, and unfortunately, this world is not very um, nice to people that are shy. So if I could help somebody break out of that bubble and start showing um, the world their true selves, like I would love that. And honestly, that's what this is about, you know. I wanna, I wanna rise to my potential and and push beyond that, you know. Like I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know about you, but, like, growing up, there's people that always said that, like, they, they see this potential and see, and see these things. And as a kid, it's like, well, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And even now, like, okay, now I'm starting to realize it. like, yes, like, you know, I do have a, a specific creative mind. And I have very specific ideas. And I feel like I have great ideas that I could definitely share with the world. And I feel like there's great things that we can do. And, like I said, like, I feel like this place isn't safe for children right now. Like, I don't want to bring kids to the world. But I want to I wanna somehow... I want to at least somehow contribute to making this place the world a better place by contributing more positivity. Like I used to be a very negative person, always looking on the bad side, very, um, you know, the the class is half empty, and that really never got me anywhere. And I want to start helping people notice like you know, if you start like f- like fueling yourself on more positivity, you attract more. Like I just want to I want to bestow wisdom and shit. Like of course I'm 22, what the fuck do I know? But trust me. Like <laughs> like at 22 years old you do experience a good amount I'm still experiencing things, but I want to be able to to share them with people. So, yeah, damn, almost an hour of speaking. I was wondering. This, I thought this was gonna be like twenty minutes, but I had a lot of things I wanted to share. And um, hoping you stick around for my journey. Um, I just I just want to do big things, help a lot of people, and and change change my life right now. Cause I, I don't like where I am. I don't. Like, you know, going from TJ Maxx to teaching is it's great. It's great. Um big, you know, big big jump in pay, but not nearly enough pay and not nearly enough appreciation and not nearly enough happiness. I feel like I can't I can't fully live yet. And I wanna be able to live. I want to get to a point when I can just like actually do what I want to do, you know? <laughs> get to a point of uh it's like, yo, we need Noah on this like, yo, we need a we need Yo, we need for him this, for this film. We need him for this, for this, for that, for that. For this, like, yo, we got this gig. Yo, we got this part that we think you're great for. Like, just um, a little thing. Just last thing I want to share. Like, Because I want to direct and produce my own shows and movies. Sorry for the snivels. It's damn COVID. Blocking on my nose. Um, I want to do that, but I would love to get into voice acting. I'd love to, bro. Imagine getting into onto a, getting a part in a Netflix original. Like, that's consistent work, bro. Like, acting. Uh I think next next episode next episode I'll definitely share a little bit about, about my shyness journey. But um for now, stay safe. Uh hope hope you have a great day. Uh thank you for thank you for tuning in to um this Life shit crazy. And uh oh last but not least, I have a TikTok page. I haven't posted much on it yet. There is one video which is honestly it's a little it's, I think it's a great video, but like I told you, like I I scripted it out so it's very stiff and it talks about how if we contributed a little bit to our our goals we can progress more instead of you know thinking a big picture and and putting so much pressure on ourselves funny enough i'd I'd, like i had good momentum i was creating at that time but the thing is i had to move um back up to college i was navigating shit and navigating my new semester and and honestly like i feel like that that like last semester it, it felt very weird like i wasn't getting a hold of things yet so i definitely had to just focus up on getting acclimated to school but um there's a video there for you to enjoy um, I feel like it has a good message. I feel like it's a great video. Um, so if you want to check it out, you can. It's this life shit crazy. Um, only the I is an underscore, so it's this life sh like S H underscore T crazy at- on TikTok. This life shit crazy. The only thing that is censored is the I because you know I don't think you could put curse words in your uh, usernames. But um, if you want to follow that platform, you can. Uh, I'm gonna stop this recording. Uh, I wonder if I gotta. I, do I gotta edit this? Well, of course I gotta edit it because I gotta put like music and stuff. But I like how it's genuine, how it's raw. But I gotta figure out how to get this on Spotify. I wanna, I wanna genuinely have this podcast. I gotta figure out a cover and a bunch of stuff. But thank you for tuning in. Um, I'll see you on the next one. Peace.